The Ringer Wrestling Show is getting you closer to all things pro wrestling. The Masked Man Show with David and Kaz drops every Thursday on the feed, along with a new show hosted by pro wrestling superfan Evan Mack called Mac Mania. Plus, hear instant reactions to all the biggest WWE pay-per-view events with our post-pay-per-view shows. Check out The Ringer Wrestling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. You know, it felt like every time he ran forward, it was like, it was like he was carrying a baton. Hi everyone, welcome to the first Writer's House of 2022 on Ringer FC. Hope you're all safe, well, and that you had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Today, we're going to talk about family. My grandson made his professional debut this weekend. Um, the FA Cup third round, AFCON, and we're going to give flowers to someone very important to the house. At my guest are Musa Kwanga and Mr. Mayowa Quadri. How are we, brothers? What's Very good, well indeed. Bro? Lord Quadri, how are you doing? Lord Quadri of Chelsea. What's happening? <laughs> oh, Lord gosh, Quadri. I'm sweet. How are you guys, I'm my sweet. big bros? You guys good? You know something? Um, Very well. Good. You know something? I, I feel energized for some... I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? I feel energized. Um, it's obviously because it's the new year in that, Musa, Mayowa. But like, um, I've got to say... But just because you know what happened, like the 30th with my mum and everything and everything that was going through all the Christmas period with that. And my mum was witty, intelligent, like resourceful mm. and, and very funny moose. I remember, I remember moose when I remember, I tell the story about going to Palace and then going at Palace and she, she loved Palace. Mm. She loved Palace. And I remember that when I left Steve Koppel's um, office, cause I went in the Monday to go just train like normal for Palace. And then all of a sudden, Steve Koppel went in his vex. He said, yeah, listen, we accepted a bid from Arsenal. And like, obviously I'm shocked, right? And I remember I came out and I told my mum, remember my mum loves Palace. And I was meant to buy my mum a television. All she said was, so what's happening to the television? <laughs> <laughs> in, in Jamaican, she said, so, so what, I'll go on with the TV? Where the television I'm there? And I was like, mum, this, this is a massive thing in my life. I'm going to Arsenal. And then she just said, I mean, I like Arsenal. 
<laughs> if it was up to my mum, I would have stayed at Crystal Palace for the whole of my life simply because, you know, with black people, because mm. they're the ones that gave, that in their eyes, they're the pe- people that give my son the chance. You have to right. stay loyal. It's, yeah. it's a fucking, I think it's just a colonial thing. It's in our heads. You have to stay with that fucking slave owner for want of a better word. And so she never, ever, the only time she came to Arsenal was when I broke the record. And even then, it was like, Crystal Palace. Me you know, it's funny. I, you know, it's funny you say that. I actually think, I know it's a funny thing, just to flip it. I think it's actually about a loyalty thing because me being at home with my mum, right, for Christmas and my family, because my dad died obviously when I was very young. So being my mum, like what is so amazing about being my mum, and I think this ties into sort of AFCON we're going to discuss later, is mm. it really grounds you as an African. Like it really grounds you as an African because you're talking about Uganda, what's going on back there in the village up in the north and all of that. And you're mm. really connected to it. So actually sometimes when you see people going, like stay at that club, stay at that place that raised yeah. you, it's almost like we've been so um, displaced in so many ways. So being connected, even if it's like, like for me, for my, my connection is, is cooking Ugandan food. Wow. Mm. Like it's just Ugandan food when I'm in my zone, cooking my thing. That's like, that's the most, Ugandan I ever will be. Yes. And I think yes. sometimes for your mum as well, like not, I didn't obviously never got, unfortunately never got to meet her, but I would think that that connection with like Ian is rooted there. Mm. Ian, that club he's at, like look at all the places where you had challenges and like, you know, Steve Coppel, Crystal Palace, it's like, finally my son is safe. And your mum must've been like, my son is safe there. Why is he mm. moving? Why is but he- then Moose, <laughs> but then my, my oh, then, then this is why when I try to explain to Palace fans. And the Palace fans, you know, I understand the, the negativity and the jealousy towards the Arsenal love that mm. I have, but they, they'll never understand because I've told a story too many times why, why, why Arsenal is so um, deep-rooted in me. Mm. But when they wrote the Judas on her wall because I'd left right. and I tried to explain to her who done it, why they'd done it, you know, she, she must have cried for a week, bro. Oh, wow. Mm. Can you imagine you could call in a, a, West, a West Indian or Son Judas, did they realize? Did they realize with that throwaway bit of graffiti, <laughs> the anxiety and the problems yeah. that was doing, giving my mum? And this is why I think I was so angry with them for a while. Because remember, I kissed the badge at Arsenal when I scored against them. And I scored right. against Palace every single time I played for that reason. It, I, 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 I did that because for that week, for about a week, you see, my mum my would just burst into tears. Mm. She couldn't deal. With why, why did they say that about, why did, yeah. I tried to explain to her, mom, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This, this is somebody that does not know the enormity of what he's about to do. That what, what the enormity of the emotion he's going to now blast on that family by writing Judas on her wall. Mm-hmm. So when you explain it, you know what right. I mean? But- when I explain it to her, my, my only thing I could do guys. Right to try and write that wrong is to every time I played them, I had to hurt them. Can I be a bit cynical though? Yes. You're both from South London. Someone wrote that from South London, from the community mm. or who knew about, you know, Judas is such a specific insult. Oh. It's so painful that actually, I think that person knew exactly what they were doing. You think Moose, because yeah, I'm such a specific. Yeah, but Mio, I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying mm. to think of it as they've done it. Oh, nah, he's a Judas, a ah, fucking Judas, man. Because I've not thought of it that deep because I just cannot see them 
being that deep, Moose. You're deep. It's so cruel. No, it's, 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 so it's cruel. definitely it's so it's, cruel. It's ironic. Do you think though. as well, Mayowa? Yeah, it's no, deep. but it's ironic because ultimately Arsenal is a South London club if you really go into it. Like if you really go, if you really go into it. With Arsenal the amount of players you mean? No, amount of players where it originates from. I mean, yeah, it's Greenwich, isn't it? So literally Woolwich, is what it is. Sorry, Woolwich. But speaking of family, I mean, mm. you've spoken about energy and everything, right? What a weekend it was for you. Oi, oi. Oh Dimash. my word, Dimash. Can I just say, again, so what happened was the week leading up, he sent me the message and then he called me and he's telling me about granddad, because every time he calls me granddad, you know what I mean? It still makes me <laughs> smile, you know what I mean? So he says, granddad, I'm starting, I'm starting, right, on Sunday. And Moose, Rumayoa, it's, I don't know with you guys and pray to God you, you get this feeling from your siblings and anything like your family it will happen for you one day. Something happens inside you. It's like, I don't know. It's like a flower blooms and opens. Boom, sunshine, bam. And you cannot stop the tears from rolling down your face. So I've got to speak to him without him knowing that I'm actually crying in the moment, right? Because uh-huh. then I've got to try to speak to him and let him know that um, this, is not, this is not the end of what you've got to to this point. Mm. This is not, I'm in the first team. Yay, I said, I quickly had to make him understand this is the beginning of the beginning. Right. Because when you look at the percentage of people that get to play professional football and, pre- and hopefully, pray to God, get to the Premier League, it's so, so small. So mm-hmm. I had to instantly, after all this emotions going through me, guys, is make him understand how hard he has to work from this point on. To try to explain to him, whatever you've done to get you here, double it. And then when you double it, you have to continually think on a daily basis, did I do enough? Yes. Football's yes. funny like that though, because oh I mean, I, I'm, I look at like sort of academy setups, I've coached in academies, I've seen friends, you know, be in, fall out of the system and it's like each milestone is the first step. So, mm-hmm. you know, signing to a club when you're eight isn't the beginning of the journey. Mm-hmm. Getting your academy contract isn't the beginning of your journey. Mm-hmm. Getting mm-hmm. your pro contract is not the beginning of the journey. Getting into the first team is not even the beginning of the journey. Becoming a starter in your first <laughs> team is not even the beginning of the journey because there's always an evolution that you have to keep going. It's a never ending journey. And there was that yes. stat that came out recently. It was that 97% of kids that play in, that go to Premier League academies don't make it into the first team. So yeah. I, I can't remember where exactly that stat came from, but there was research done into that it. That sounds it just makes low, you realize, That sounds low. Jesus Yeah, Christ. it's insane, right? I mean, but, it just even, but even that, guys, this is what I'm saying is that because, you know, because when he first started playing, it's the same as Sean and Bradley. You watch them, you think, you see them do stuff and then you think, yeah, they're kind of better than average with what they're doing. The one mm, touch. Right. I remember Bradley was the one. Brad, he's one touch. Sean went dribbling through things, getting knocked and continuing to dribble and kick, win the ball and then, you're thinking, yeah, that's, that's a little bit better than normal. But and so what? It doesn't make no difference because I heard somebody say, nobody, and I don't care who you are, I don't care how much football experience you are, I don't care how experienced you are, I don't care what you've won, can look at a child or look at a player and say, this is the guy that's going to make it. You mm-hmm. are going to definitely make it. No one has got that definitive answer because there's something you can look at and see in somebody. You just feel it's going to happen and that's what's happened when I watch DiMaggio it's the same thing he's quick he's sharp he works on his left foot he works on his right foot he cannot he can't wait to sleep to wake up again to play football when he was a child all these things you think well that's the kind of attitude you need to have if you're going to be a professional footballer everything must be about professional football 
my sleep, what I eat, how I train, train, everything's got to be. And so he'd done that from a young age. So you think, well, he's got the right attitude, but then you, you, you've got to factor in friends. You've got to factor in girls. You've got to factor in adolescence, teenage. You have to factor in all these things. And you're thinking yeah. about that when he's what, nine? So you don't, so, so I say, I said to Sean and I said to Bradley and I said to DiMaggio, just play, just carry on playing and enjoying it. See, live life while you're doing what you're doing. Live life while you're doing what you're doing. Because when you get to 13, 14, 15, with the same attitude, with the same drive, that's when you could say, he's got a chance. Mm. He might have a chance. So for him, the, so the tears would have come from a place of, from the time he was seven, eight, watching him with this, can he make it? Can he make it? Going all the way through. Do you think he'll make it? Oh, it looks like can he? he might make, well, you know, his attitude's right. To the point where the man's phoning him and saying, granddad, I'm making my debut. You know, it's, it's- That journey is unbelievable. You know, this is the thing that blows me away, actually, Ian, like the years- as you mentioned, the years, and this is the thing, Mayo, of having to stay on target. Mm-hmm. No major injuries, no oh, major God, emotional again, problems, exactly. or at least recovery. I mean, I can't even, see, that is the thing. And this is not to sort of <laughs> throw trailers out there. Mm-hmm. That is what I want to capture one day properly in some kind of like, what, writing context. It's that mm. journey. Like, Ian, the best footballer we ever saw in our area, I grew up in Thames Valley. He had the Guinness World Record in 1987. He got the record amount of goals in one game, a guy called uh, Daniel Wicks. He scored 27 right. goals for Delaford Colts against Ivor Miners. Wow. A 33-0 win, 26 goals. <laughs> this, and he That's never insane. made it pro. That is the best it. football I've ever seen. It was like watching, you know those movies, those hurricane movies like Twister? Yes. Yeah. It's like that. It's like a Twister going through the neighbourhood and just leaving, levelling everything. That it's was how just, this man would dribble. That's how he played. That, that, that man never got to professional level. But you, you know what you're mentioning, Musa, that's so funny, right? Like with all of the talent and everything, perception. Yeah. It's with mm. all of that, you, you go into these institutions and it's, you know, it's the decision of three people that go, you know what? Yeah. I fancy that guy. I don't fancy that guy. Mm. I remember um, I did a piece a while ago when um, Eze for Versus, he self-authored, self-wrote a piece about his journey. And when I was speaking to him about it, because we were, you know, making it happen, I think, the amount of clubs this kid was telling me that, you know, we see him now and he's like, this is an amazing footballer. And it reminds me a bit of the FA Cup, actually, because there's so many players oh that you gosh, see yes, in the yes. third round that have had these yeah. journeys that mm. they've been knocked back by different clubs and they've been that guy and they finally found an opportunity elsewhere. But Eze, amount of clubs you said he went to, oh, don't fancy me. Went mm. to this club, oh, you're not great. Mm. Suddenly, randomly ended up at QPR and was mm. like, listen, everyone's got that, been offered all of their stuff. But for some odd reason, we're going to let you stay for a few weeks. Then after a few weeks, you know yeah. what? We'll give yeah. you something. And then yeah. he comes on, gets injured, then has to go to Wickham, then eventually, you know, manages to make it happen. But yeah. it all comes down to perception of a few people, yeah. which is the maddest thing but about the game. You know the thing as well, you mentioned Eze, and it's, it's, I'm so pleased. Patrick's just, Patrick's just easing him back beautifully. But mm-hmm. can I just say, shout out to Patrick because <laughs> I've done the game. Huh? Shout out to Patrick Vieira, the job Absolutely he's done Absolutely massive. Yes, bro. But what, 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 when you looked at like Eze against Millwall, because I'd done yes. the game and it was a cauldron and it would, they would obviously there was every time he touched the ball, it was, you know, every time he got fouled, you know, what I mean? but I'm not joking, Musa, on this skiddy surface. Yes. Within this, in this um, atmosphere <laughs> of pure like hatred, right? <laughs> yes. The man's touch and it, it, you know what it was like? How can I say? It was like, it was floating. It was angelic. It was like, yeah, it was like watching Rudolf Nureyev in mud. <laughs> you know what it felt that's like? What, you know, you know what it felt like? Every it time he ran forward, it was like, it was like he was carrying a baton. 
It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so one, easy. Like, you go there, Elisa, you go up to the left flank. Yeah. You're doing well. Cut in, you're peeling in beautifully. You're, you're directing, directing proceedings. Moose, he's touched me, Oa. The way he touched him with somebody right in his back, he's touched. It's like as soon as the ball went to him, it went into Eze world. So everything, bat slows down. I'm, yes. This touch is going to be perfect. I'm going to take it and then I'm going to lay it off. He's, he's, um, and you know what, Meowa, which what is so interesting, what you say is you can see with the kind of people that Eze would have probably went to his trials with the coaches, whatever it is, they could just see how this guy receives a ball, how he's running, how he is, which we all look at now, like it's beautiful. And they were said, nah, nah, don't like his, don't like his attitude. I don't like his mm-hmm. vibe. Instantly, right. you mm-hmm. look at Eze and say that because he will instantly irk a certain coach. He would instantly say, no, no, no. And I yes. always say to kids, right, when they say, what advice, what is the one thing? Because it's very tough. People constantly ask me that simply because they want to know why you kept going, why you kept going. Of course, it's because I love football and I just, I just, I love football so much. But what I learned with all the rejection and all the fact that people just, no, I'm not, I'm not fancying you. Like the same thing what's happened with Eze is they're entitled to their opinion. Mm. they're entitled to their opinion right and so what you've got to do is you've got to say I myself am not going to accept that I'm not good enough because I have time I have time you know what I mean at some stage somewhere along the line Eze is going to meet the guy that hang on a minute that guy's got something I met Steve Koppel you know what I mean it's going to happen but what you can't do is give up on yourself just because someone says He's not good enough because, look at his attitude. He's not good enough because he's too small. He's not good enough because I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's funny you mention this, Ian, because I I look at um, the players obviously coming to Germany and I look at certain footballers and think, wow, that football had done better in Spain. Like sometimes you watch players in the Premier League and because they don't have the resources and obviously now now we've left the EU, so it's even harder. But you look at certain footballers where you're like, do you know if that footballer went and tried their luck in a different context with the way they like we're playing, they, they like, they, you know, there's some footballers that, you know, they always say in English football, like when we were growing up, man on, like it was a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. And some footballers love having a man on because they're like, mm-hmm. if I take two men, I can draw another one, another player mm-hmm. and whatever. Players like that, if they went to the Dutch second division, at the, does that make sense, Mayo? Instead mm-hmm. of being yeah. like in the kind of, um, you know, doing your thing in the academy, you're not getting like tested against pros. You mm-hmm. go to the Dutch second division with like, with a cousin who's along for the ride. And they say just outside Amsterdam, and they're like, you know what? For two years, we're just going to go at it, and that—that that mm. is actually a much more likely path in. Yeah. So I'll never forget that story that Raheem Sterling told about going to QPR because if he went to a bigger club, there'd be like twenty Raheem Sterlings. Mm. Where are those Raheem Sterlings now? Yeah, where they're are watching. They? They're watching them on TV. They've got jobs in different parts of the world. They're in. They're working in Swindon. They're working mm. in like, in like you know, in, in Doncaster, and they're watching Raheem Sterling going. I was. I would train with him. They, mm. That's their story now. Their story that's their is. Story now, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I used to play with him. Yeah, I was quicker yeah. than them. <laughs> yeah, the that's story. the thing. I used to, it's fun. And then you know what? Yeah, but can you imagine, Mayowa? You are somebody working wherever you're working, and you hope that they're doing very well for themselves or doing something. But deep mm. down in their heart, there was a time where in their heads, I was better than him. So why yes. would they? Why would they now doing what they're doing now, seeing him as a world superstar now, not question themselves? Yeah. Did, and you know what? I I I don't mind it. Mm. Could I have done more? What more could I have done? Because every excuse that they've had, there's been a person that has gone past that and have done it. So what was the excuse? They've got to live with that. 
that's, that's tough. That's tough in itself. And that is why you might find a bitter person. You know what? That's why you could find an alcoholic. That's why you could find, yeah. you could find that person because to deal with that is something that I remember when I used to be younger, I used to go out to parties and stuff like that. And the older guys, to the point where I had to stop going to the parties, the older guys would give me such a chastening, right? Wow. About being, what are you doing here? Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking I'm doing enough writing, to, writing for trials, you know what I mean? Playing on the Sunday, trying to get to football trials, doing stuff. And they used to say, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? End up like them over there smoking weed and, oh, you're going to try and get with that girl. And they'd do that to me in the party when I was like 16 and 17. Mm. Right? So to the point where I said, I ain't going, I'm not going. I'm going to get fucking accosted by another one of them, one of the brothers. You know what I mean? Who's going to say to me, what are you doing? What the fuck are you even doing here? You know, that's so you know, there's you a sense that, of like, pride that comes though when yeah. people. But can you imagine when I see them now? When I go down to the to the area now, I'm big man. They're big men now. When I was going through my through my, yeah. through my palace time, mm. I tell you when it really kicked in. Men, big men, grown men in tears. When I went back to the went to, when I went back to the area after the 1990 Man United wow. FA Cup, two goals before we got beat on the Thursday, bro. It was, like came, it was like Cleopatra came to Egypt, bro. You should have seen Broccoli. You should have seen Broccoli when I went back, man. The big men were crying when they saw me. When they saw me score those two goals in That's the FA Cup. That's how it should be, man. That's how it should be. You always say like it takes a village to raise um, exactly. a child, right? It's the same but thing it's exactly. for everyone. Exactly. It's, 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 for, everyone it's, because it's like, for everyone. You see them and you, it's like, again, you see that I saw them at my mum's. The amount of men that are just, they just look at you and you can see they're proud of you. Yeah, and it's genuine they saw joy. Me, genuine joy. Genuine yeah. joy. And they see you. you know what I mean? You get to see those guys. And I was saying yesterday, I was with Brad yesterday in the family, and we just a, a little get together with some of the people. And I said, you know what? We've got to get the, do the get together. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people in their communities who only get together at funerals. Mm-hmm. And you see those people, because we're talking about the people that you were with when you were six and seven. Mm. You see those people, but you never see those people ordinarily unless it's. It's, pro- it's, it's probably the most like, likely you'll see that it's at a funeral then all of a sudden you realise where you come from mm. it's funny because those are stories I've never heard you tell about your mum mm-hmm. I've never heard you talk about your mum and like her jokes and that like, that is a whole okay. other side you know because obviously your mum won't experience so much but like it's really important I think to to keep telling stories. That's how we keep people alive. I say that. I probably think I'll do that as well. It's part of the legacy. It doesn't stop in that moment. Mm. There's a continuation because ultimately it's a, you know, it's a massive part of your life. Your life is still going and therefore that legacy is still, you know, it's part of you. You can constantly be talking about who your mother Mm. was and what she represents. I mean, I do that. I mean, all the books I write, they are full of Easter eggs, tributes to my community, my family, like Mm -hmm. striking out is full of little tributes that people Mm. haven't found. They're like just tributes people I loved, cared about. You know, every book I have has some form of tribute. And the beauty is you can do that for the rest of your life. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. I I think you're the right, I think you're the right thing. I can't thank you enough for that. I mean, and and because the grieving is a process. Mm -hmm. I smile a lot. I'm smiling a lot loud. It's obviously the first, you, you actually, um, you, you, you end up fight, you just burst into tears sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, driving in the car, a song will come on, you know? And, um, and then what happens now is that I'm just, I'm just remembering the moments. Yes. The moments. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a time I was in school. I just have to tell you this quick one. Yes, yeah, Because again, sure, they just come guys, um, my, my own. And I remember the teacher said to me about my clothes, how my clothes looked. 
tattoo. Look at what, look how disheveled you are. Look you, you know what I mean? She was, she, she was saying, look at the state of your clothes. And I remember going back home and I, I didn't tell my mum straight away, but like after a couple of days and I said, yeah, the teacher was saying how, how my clothes look so turned up and nasty and this and that. And we didn't have much moose. It was very tough, but my mum, the clothes were clean and everything, but they, were, they weren't like you saw some of our, our, my peers going to school. It's really smart looking. And I told my mum and my mum wrote a letter. She sealed it and she said, give this to the teacher and tell the teacher, and she's finished, to put it back in the envelope and give it back and make sure you do not read it, right? So wow. Moose, I went in and I remember, I gave, the, gave it to the um, teacher and I stood there, the teacher read it. Halfway through, she burst into tears. Wow. Oh, wow. The teacher burst into tears, gave it back to me and what's it called? And then I, then I left and I gave it back to my mum, Moose. She tore it up and, and just threw it away. Oh my God. I don't oh. know what to this day is something that will n- never leave me. I don't know wow. what she said to that woman, but can you imagine oh my what God. my mum could have said to her with yeah. my mum's journey to hers, for her to be in a, in a position of teaching somebody and saying something. For me, I would never forget that teacher saying that to me because it made me feel so worthless. But oh. you know what? In that, that moment. And that's, like, that's poor, it, gives. it goes back to the whole thing about honouring your mum's wish because you could have yeah. read it. Bingo. No, no, no. But I'd again, if you... I, I wouldn't have read that. Probably for the best that you did it. But she said to me, did you read it? Did you? I said, mama, you said not to read it. And then she thinks she tore it up and threw it away, Moose. Mayowa. You know, the mayor has nailed it because she could have, t- first of all, that's like a scene from a movie. That's incredible. Yeah. Someone's going to steal that. Look, you know, <laughs> listen to the righty's house. You're going to see that scene in the film. So many gems. So <laughs> many gems. Like, oh, read the production screen. Oh, that was, oh, that's an Arsenal fan. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, that's an incredible scene. Oh, like Mary always said, like, you're your mother's son. Like, you honoured her. Because also, here's the thing. She could have told if you'd read it. Because mm-hmm. there are things like that, like certain insults or certain comments or compliments, they alter you at a molecular level. At mm. a molecular level. Yes. You know, when, yeah. when someone said Judas to you, that, that entered your spirit and your yes, soul. That's just right. what I call yes. a spirit bomb, right? That letter, if you'd read it, your mum would have been like, this man's energy has been so fundamentally altered by this. He's definitely read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was it's a funny. test. That was a test. There was a moment, Moose, yeah. where I looked across and obviously I was in tears. My brother Morris is in tears. My older brother, Nicky, was in tears. And I, ca- I, cannot li- I can't lie to you and say to you, I remember saying to my missus, said to Nance, I've never seen my brothers like that. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. seen my brothers like that. The way my mum was, the stories that we have, just see, just looking down and seeing my brothers like that and how she was. But honestly, we adored her. We didn't even realise it came out in that church properly mm. because of how, what my mum was about and, how, and how, how sharp she was. So I'm going to have to continue to do it for the rest of my life now. Definitely, mm. yeah, do it. That's, it. that's always you know? been the tribute. Always the tribute. You know? Yeah, yeah. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. You know something, um, just, just to move on from unbelievable women, I'm going to give flowers to somebody. I'm sure you might know her. Jeanette Kwashi. Oh my mm. goodness. Jeanette the Great. Jeanette the Great. And you know what? We tease her and say about elite. An elite sports, elite 
Elite on athlete. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elite athlete. But like, I was watching her the other day and we talk about black women, we talk about what they're going through. So, Nita uh, Asante was on the show as well. I was really proud to see Jeanette presenting it in the way she does. We're talking about, but she's done the Olympics. She's done the Paralympics. She's done and drive the boxing, time. The boxing. Women's football, the boxing. She is an unbelievable mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's sitting there and I'm just thinking, it's really hard because like, I think the, the, a, lot of, a couple of games were, were, were cancelled because of COVID. And I'm watching her and all, again, I'm just sitting there as a mum and I'm starting to well up again simply because what she is doing right there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She you took know, it to a different level. We had a conversation. Right honestly, we had a conversation honestly. a few months ago, the stuff she was doing. I was like, oh yeah, that looks great. And then like, she raised it again. Yes. Does that make sense? Like across yes. the board. Mm-hmm. To be- and she made it all look so easy as well. Juggling yes, yeah. that, you honestly, know, bro. always time with the kids, always helping other people. That's one thing about Jeanette that I think everyone knows, that like she's always got time to help Mm-hmm. others and she's like the epitome of like you know what a human being should be but it's just the infectious energy while she's doing everything as well like saying she's presenting you're like oh my gosh like this is like the best thing and Honestly. it's like nah Jeanette definitely deserves some flowers she's got to get some she's, get, she's getting flowers man she's right. getting flowers for sure 100%, yeah, yeah. 100%. across the board quality across the board amazing you were speaking about um, playing with Venom right mm-hmm. and of course uh, this weekend I know like Marge made his 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 debut. Uh-huh. For me, it's one of the best footballing weekends in the calendar because there's so many stories, so many subplots, and there's just the magic of the cup for me has always mm. been real. Even when people have been like, oh, I'm not too sure the FA Cup, it's always been real for me. Yes. I used to do this right. thing where me and a few friends were look at all the games and we'll pick a random fixture and then we'll go. So one year I ended up in it was Rochdale versus Wolves. Right. No, Rochdale versus Huddersfield. Right. Rochdale versus Huddersfield. Um, Rochdale won. Now Huddersfield won four 0 and they put their centre back up for the last twenty minutes, and he scored two goals. Amazing mm. game. But yeah, mm-hmm. just so many things you see in football. But this weekend, back to what we were saying before, the story of the underdog, the story of players that you know have not didn't really work out at the top, but got a move yeah. to a lower club and made mm-hmm. it work. Um, looked at like someone like DJ Spence against Nottingham for, um, for Nottingham oh Forest, and it was like this God. kid is going. Crazy. I swear to God. I saw him after the game. I saw him after the game and I said, listen, my friend, you're here on loan from Middlesbrough. I don't know what's happened there because if you can't get into the Middlesbrough side, I don't know what's wrong. So I need to know the full story. But <laughs> let me tell you something. That was one of the best right back performances I've seen for, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. A very long time. You know, if we're talking about right backs who are performing at an unbelievable level, we're t- we are talking Reese James and, and Trent. Mm. But I have not seen a combative, um, technical, like, like, you know, swashbuckling performance like that for a very long time. And I said to him afterwards, whatever's happening, whatever you're doing, the level that you've just shown us here is the level that you have to be consistently hitting. Jen. Mm. I said that to him at the end of that game and he, all his family was there and everything. And they were you saying, don't know yes, how much that listen, man, for. listen, man. <laughs> they were saying, listen, yeah. listen, man. I said, oh, all seriously, that level, what I saw there, you should be in the Premier League. Simple as that. That's you don't know what it would have done for him. To hear that because you know, that's I love a good trophy for people. Yeah. Everything, everything about this conversation, like the writer's house today, is, you know, it's come back full circle. It's back to what the olders were telling you about, don't do this. Listen, do you mm. know where you're supposed to be? Like that mm. moment where you've gone, because you, you didn't have to, that's just you and your nature, especially with, you mm. know, the initiative, everything that was going on. Yeah. There. You've gone over yeah. to this, this kid and you told him, listen, you are going straight to the top. Keep working. That is going to ignite Actually, something in him. I hope Before so. we get to the initiative, actually, we'll get to that in a sec, but on the mm-hmm. FA Cup thing, 
because the initiative is obviously vital for this mm. um, and it was a huge part of, of the weekend. There was a thing that Alan Shearer said when he called up, was it Joe Ironside after the winner for Cambridge mm. against Newcastle? He yeah. called him yeah. up. Imagine yes. what that means because that's oh, put God. you in a category. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You get a, once you get acknowledged or anointed by someone like that, just, you know, keep going. Keep going young and like, you know, like David, I mean, the great um, Sidney Poitier passed, right? Oh, Obviously gosh, a few days ago. Yes, and yes. David Harewood, David Harewood, uh, brilliant British yeah, actor, yeah. talked yeah. about being an event and Sidney Poitier like being really lovely and having time for him. And it had such a huge impact. Just that one yes. 20 minute, 20 second conversation, well, however long the yes. conversation was. Yes. And it's yes. really, I think this is the thing people don't realise, like people, but people sort of, not beneath you, it's not right, but people who are not as far ahead as you in the sort of, professional journey, creative journey, sporting journey, whatever it is, it's really important to check in with them. No, that's what Jeanette does that, so well. Like yeah. They're giving people like their props when they're still on the journey. You have to give them. And the thing is, the guy who scored, the guy is a massive Newcastle fan. So can you imagine? Mm-hmm. You're getting oh that goodness. from Shearer. Wow. It's funny because like, you, you talk about the fucking Shearer. And because they, they lost that game, I, I remember I sent a message to Shearer. I sent it on Twitter. But I, I sent him one order because we kill each other on WhatsApp. Right, right. Right. And I said, I said, ow. Are you okay, man? Are oh you okay? Goodness. And he was fucking devastated. <laughs> he fucking sent me some real nastiness. And then obviously, she might not, in for- <laughs> not in the forest beat us. <laughs> not in the forest beat us. Because he, he done Because I done a um I done a gift where I said the, the gift where me and him are hugging. I said, Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> oh no, no, no. And then he sent me one of my face all contorted and like gutted, <laughs> sending me one saying, Are you okay? And I sent him that one. You know those women who live in Beverly Hills screaming at each other. Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> pointing. <laughs> and like he sent me one and it it was like it it it's the FA the FA Cup gives you this it gives you something mm, there's yes. something about Nottingham Forest beating us the other day and deservedly so we didn't we deserve to win that game don't think excellent. that the, they were excellent whatever yeah. Mikel's doing in his it doesn't seem to transmit in certain games like that where you look like they're a, they're kind of like afraid of the manager and what the consequences will be if you don't perform to a certain level because they didn't Forest Forest did especially in the second half and Arsenal couldn't get themselves going. They seem to be a little bit caught in the headlights mm. for, for some reason. I thought Eddie Nketiah was poor with his movement, the, the finishing. And it's games like that where it's not quite going well, but your half chance, bam, finish. Okay, that's what. That's why he's sought after. You know, Saka, maybe there was one where Saka come, bam, could have lifted it over him. But again, with the FA Cup, you kind of feel, and the fans, you could feel it. I could feel it in the, mm. in, in the stadium. The fans knew we've got a chance here. And when Lewis Graben came on, I saw him in the warm-up. He looked like a man, man possessed. Fucking, he was fucking, he was striking gold balls in from everywhere in the warm-up, guys. Mm. I said, how's he not playing? Because they had Keenan Davis from Villa on loan, yeah. who really played well. And so when they won the game, it's only in an FA Cup game where I could feel like, you know something? Nice one, Forrest. Yeah. Well yeah. played. Well yeah. played. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a brilliant story. We didn't turn up. And you showed what happens in the FA Cup, especially with the crowd, with certain players. Like, look, at, like you say, with, with, with Spence, that might change his whole career, that game. Right, right, right. There were so many examples as well that we It can, happens but in the FA Cup. It's magic, man. From like, when you were playing, like, karate, like, do you feel, because obviously you, you're someone that everyone knows, you've you worked up the ladder, like you got to the top, but you, you grafted up. Did you see the difference sort of like, being at the club that's won the most FA Cups and being in a situation where you're coming to that because I remember like not even FA Cup lower rounds when I'm speaking to like my friends and everything mm. 
the, the excitement and the sort of like, you know what, listen, if we get through two qualifying rounds and I get a yes. goal in each game, yeah. Someone in the someone in the, um, the Ishmael League might see me or Vanarama exactly. League might see me and it might, it might be the... Exactly. Do you think that there's this difference that for some in the lower leagues, it's about, listen, this is... My, the league campaign is great, but this is my one opportunity because there's eyes compared wow. to the, the full-fledged top-flight professional that's yeah. like, this may not alter too much for me. Yes. That's what we were talking about, Demarjo, right? About, you know, yes. you're, you're not there yet. Do you think there's no. a difference in the perception? Oh, absolutely. Is a difference because like, don't you remember Kevin Davis against Chesterfield? Yeah. Yes. When Chesterfield got to the semi-finals, and Kevin Davis was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But he got his move off of the way he played in those games yeah. for Chesterfield in the FA Cup. Everybody Brilliant. knows that I remember what, that in the, if you do well in the FA Cup, eyes are on you. People yep. will watch you. And even if they even if it's they, they see it in one game, like like Spence, or we saw with, uh, with Jed Spence there. People will go and watch him. People are going to want to know why he's on loan from Middlesbrough to Forest. Why is a player like that on loan? So now there will be people who will inquire because you know that when you play in the FA Cup, something happens, people see a certain amount of ability from you and they have to say, yeah, let me go and look at him. And the players have to recognise as well that this is an opportunity. I'm never going to get the opportunity to play in front of a crowd like this. It's ITV. Mm-hmm. It's terrestrial TV. There's millions of people watching that. That's not like Sky, an FA Cup game on Sky or, or BT, where you might right. get in the hundreds of thousands. You're getting millions watching the FA Cup. And that's why when, they, when, when those players of that level play, all of a sudden, and they do well, they score, everybody knows them. Yeah, now and with people TikTok, start all these things, someone just Honestly, clips the footage. Twitter, someone clips the footage. You. That thing is all over the world. The FA mm. Cup, like people, they can try as hard as they can to try and talk the FA Cup down. Minimise the importance, exactly. Yeah, talk, yeah yes, minimise, minimise yeah, yeah, yeah. the importance yeah. of it. But when you see, I remember going, when I'd done the first game in the FA Cup, Banbury against Barrow with the tinfoil FA Cups, <laughs> with the people wow, going amazing. with the optimism. Because when Banbury are playing in the FA Cup live on ITV, their fans can dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to win the whole thing. We're going to win the whole thing. You can dream because you know what? Yeah. It can happen. It's not going to happen, but you can dream that it can happen because you're actually in it. So for that particular day, you might be... Anything's possible. You, you know what I mean? You, you, you know, Barrow beat you, then Barrow go on and they might beat a, a, a team, like a, a, a Premier League team or even a championship team, which then puts in the club's history, the greatest day in the club's yes. history. Mm-hmm. Yes. In, and that is magical. Can I say this as well? I want to say this as well in terms of being magical. I love it when huge clubs go and play away and the best players in those clubs absolutely give it to them yes. because it's the respect. Yes. It's like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to show you. You have to respect you, the moose by we'll showing show you them the why work. you're at the we'll level. We'll show you the mm-hmm. work. We'll show you the levels. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it reminds me of? Barnsley Barrow was such a funny game because. What was it? 5-4 in the end. It was 5-4 in the end. They were, they were a man down. They should have had a penalty with the last kick of the game. They should have had a penalty in extra time, I believe. They conceded the fifth goal to make it 5-4 next time but they walk away from that it's going that we went to their ground yeah. and we gave them one yeah. they that's didn't they great. Great. That's that's great. a chasing you see that's the story for those players for the rest of their lives mm. yeah one thing that Bruce Rioch said to me which never left me was it doesn't matter what the occasion is if Ian Wright's playing football you want to make sure that at least one person left there and say I saw Ian Wright play today and he was brilliant that's strong 
I love that because he mm. realizes that football is ultimately always about stories. Mm-hmm. It's always about stories, the stories you see, the stories you can tell, the stories you create, I think. Can we give a shout to Morecambe? Because Morecambe yes, was superb yes. against Spurs. Uh, and yes. they held them until they, they, were, they were ahead with a 15, with a 15 minutes to go. Was, and they yeah, obviously lost yeah. 3-1 in the end, but they were outstanding. And I think it's always worth just giving them a shout, even though it's a mm-hmm. defeat. Um, Kidderminster Harriers Kid- as well came yes. through. Yeah. Yes. And obviously, I, like I mentioned before, but Forrest, the beautiful bit of quality, what I saw, um, Yates it was. Beautiful cross. And, yeah. and the goal, what Lewis Graham, the finish, right, Moose, that can easily go wrong. Yes, mm-hmm. because he comes in head down. Yes. on the outside of his right foot, full yep. stretch, that can hit you anywhere. Right. That is a magnificent finish. I love that you, met, I love that you mentioned that because one thing I, I've mentioned this maybe a few times before on, on Stadio uh, and maybe on Righty's House, I'm not sure, but the players that don't crash the box. When you're going into the box, you have to commit. You know, you we talk about going in. When, you know, when, when you're, um, we, we see that, you know, the Pep Guardiola thing is basically like players as wide as possible until you're in the final third and then you crash. And the yeah. one criticism I would say, major criticism is Manchester United against Aston Villa, although they won 1-0, that team doesn't crash the box enough. Mm. You know, there needs to be an element of like, yeah, there needs to be the desperation as if you're running for the last train. Yeah, nice I grew up in the Moose. sticks. I'm a bit more scarred. You people, you're Londoners. I'm not a Londoner, right? I didn't mm-hmm. grow up in London. So here's the thing. I grew up just outside. When you're running for the last train, if you miss that train, there's not another train until four hours later. Okay? <laughs> the level, when you are, when you are, listen, when you, when you're Edgware Road and you've got 12 minutes to make it to platform 12. The moment you leave that train, you've got to be up there and gone. That is how I want to see Manchester United players arriving in the box. I love that, Moose. I'm going to, at some stage, at some stage, I will use that analogy on Listen. match a day on England or something. You have got to get into that box like you're going for the last, <laughs> the last train. train at night. Platform 12. Listen, those who know, know. Platform 12, 12.34 a.m. Moose. You have to be on it. Moose, I'm not even joking. It's, it's, we're joking, but at the same time, yeah. you have got, when you, when you see a forward blast into the box to the point where he can, he gets contact, but then his body's all over the he's place. Stumbling. He's stumbling. <laughs> yes, yes, that yes. is how, because that is somebody getting in there with real purpose. Yep. Yes, exactly. And intention. Yeah. You, have you to can't mean just it. get in and all, you know, no. you've got to be getting in and, bl- and you know, when you've hit, the, when you've got it, you fucking, you bang into the post yeah. or something. It's not a cut. Yes, exactly, a- exactly. No regard for safety. No regard for <laughs> personal safety. No regard. No regard. I love that, Moose. I love that. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Do you know what that's a perfect segue for? What? A lot of the action at AFCON so far. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I have had so much fun. So, yes, so, so much fun. Mm-hmm. If, the, if, if the first 40 seconds of AFCON were anything to go by, it's going to be a really fun tournament. 
literally like there's no 50 50s it's mm. like you know what you are representing your country you're going to put everything for your country and you're going to win the ball <laughs> you're trying to fight for your country's rights and i love it i absolutely you know what love I, it you know i loved um you know i love what i've watched and what i've noticed is obviously there's not many competitions where the where the teams have to get there and play so quickly yeah mm. for them not to have warm up games i think we're seeing a little bit of of that they're not they're nowhere near up to speed but we obviously we're still seeing some cool stuff but like the fact is is that i just can't wait to see when they're up to speed I just can't wait to I see. Don't know, I, to I don't know. I don't actually. Let me actually. I know that sounds weird, but like in some cases, you can see who's come from a mid-season yep. because they're in the flow. The way that Senegal, the way that Sadio Mane was on smoke against floating. Zimbabwe. Oh my god! The way he went through those look, guys. Can I say as well? Shout out as well. I mentioned this in the chat before. Cape Verde against mm-hmm. Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Those midfielders, I think, was um, Santos in particular. Mm-hmm. Like the way they moved the ball through the middle of the field, Cape Verde, so, so fluid, good. and it, it was Beautiful. almost like you know what it was. It was almost like, see, because if you look at the margins in these games, I think there's only like not, there's not been more than like a two, one goal margin in any of these games, right? The games so yesterday, they're all one nil. Yeah. People are playing, yeah, people are playing not within themselves, but it's like one thing that's slightly, and you, you saw it with the Gabon goal, so credit to them, but counterattacking goals are a little bit rare because people are quite tentative because they don't want to overcommit. Yeah. So what you're seeing is it's ironic because you hear all these like Chatfield tournament, are oh, like, you know, African teams, not, and it's like, hang on mm. a minute, we're not going to hear. In the same week that like Serie A, there's goals all over the place. No one, I guarantee you, not a single person will say, oh, the Italians are defensively naive. Even though (laughs) Serie A has the highest scoring weekend (laughs) in in ages, right? What, 5-1 Sassuolo, 4-3 Juventus. No one is going to say defensively naive. Um, But here's the thing. Zimbabwe's defensive performance against Senegal was outstanding. How many people... They didn't score against open play against them. And they're very Mm. unlucky with the handball. Mm. Like how many people are going to come out and say, oh my goodness astonishing African defending because actually a lot of the defense in this tournament so far has been of a very really high, good, level. Yeah. high standard. Yeah. Can I say that the pressure, I'm just trying to think, can people understand the pressure that someone like Sadio Mane would have been under with that penalty? I, know, no I remember idea. like, I, no I remember yeah. like Mo Salah's penalty to get Egypt to the world cup. Oh my goodness. Right. Mm. The, the enormity of the, the situation for him, you know, but even with, with Sadio Mane, Need, obviously, because it, it ended up one nil. Even when I was getting, when I was watching, I was thinking to myself, "My God, this is this is a majorly." In, everybody in Senegal is watching this happen mm-hmm. as we speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he dispatched that with a vim. <laughs> honestly, it was you know. So I, I felt a, 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 I had a kind of like a sigh of relief for him. Mm. Yeah, because huge. I don't think that people understand if a player like that doesn't score that goal. The, the, the ramifications for him in respects of what people think. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, remember the Mike, people- I remember the Michael Essien story when Michael Essien was in Accra, he was set mm. off like two hours early for like lunch because he knew he'd be stopped everywhere. Mm. Like that's the level, like, and this is the thing that the focus of being, um, you know, a footballer from a country, which has, you know, sometimes been going through it. Like you need to really be on is because you, yeah. you, you represent something huge. And it's more than football, isn't it? Money. Yes, Sadio Mane, yeah, Sadio Mane actually was on it the entire mm. game. He just looked so. It was, sharp. yeah, there was that. You know, there was that was Southampton 
Sadio Mane. Mane. That was yeah. like that was, <laughs> yeah. that, was, yeah. that was Southampton Sadio Mane. That you was know, a man who had some serious points to proper prove. Proper wing play, dribbling through six players. Yeah. Yeah. That man was like, I've got to feed generations off this. <laughs> <laughs> that was but it's funny you true. mention that, Musa, because you know there's been all there's always discussion about the Premier League players going back for AFCON and not yes. necessarily performing at a level and to mm. see what Mane did in that game, you're like, okay, there's, I can see the difference. I can see that he he you means it, yes. and like, I, I hope that we see it with like the likes of Kalechi and yes. Mo and Are the you? other guys. Yeah, I hope we see it because ultimately yeah. it means more. I remember when Drogba went back, and you know they won, and then afterwards it was like, okay, listen, we need to end the civil war. It was that like, that whole performance was like, listen. Mm. I'm given everything here because it means it's bigger than this, the performance. But oh God, if yes. this is what's going to be the example that you capture and you understand, it's, it's a spiritual Sadio thing. Manning we're gave him that, it's spiritual. He gave him that work. Yeah. So he gets the ball out on the left flank. Yeah. He gets the ball left flank, that incredible first touch and he knocks it. Like that's too far. You're not going to get that. It's 15 yards. He made then the he gets it. Do you know what? See, I know I'm biased. I just watched Fast Furious 7, right? <laughs> it was like Danny Toretto on a mountain road. <laughs> you know this? What? You know that mountain road? You know that mountain road with no barrier? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the kind the of moves. Bend with no moves. barrier. That is the level that Sadio gave him that work. And that man, he will wake up, his, his eyebrows will be singed from the night before, but he's like, you know what? <laughs> Again, but the FA Cup thing, that was emotional, but still, I played the great Sadio Mane and he respected yep. me enough and to he was burn spectacular. me. He burned yeah. me on the left wing. And mm. I really I've got to that. give Ethiopia a shout out as well, because I mean, they were so only two the players in their team don't play in the Ethiopian league. Only wow. two. And like, you can see like the, the technical ability, the way they play, the way they move the ball. It's so great. It's just that they couldn't finish. But Nobody they played the, 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 the red, the red card was And the red card did them in as well. Yeah. But they played mm. so the, well. When he gets the red, sorry, very quickly to get into the match of it. When he gets the red, actually, it's very unfortunate because he gets the yellow first. He first. goes back and reviews on VAR. Yes. And, and then the free kick goes in. Yeah. But the worst thing about that was, about the, um, the red mirror was, there was a covering defender coming in. Yeah, yeah. So and this is why I thought yeah, it was a very yeah. harsh moose. Very harsh, very harsh. Decision. It's really harsh. Simply because, and then when he came back, and you know they have to be so definite about it, the yellow, mm -hmm. no, red. I was like, I've got to see him. I thought to myself. Yared Bay, Yared Bay they gave it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The harsh, very harsh red mm, card. Yeah. Very harsh red card. Because the guy, you could see the guy coming on the right there. I'm, I'm, you know something? It always happens at the start of tournaments where the referees are right on it like that. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, while we're just jumping around very quickly on, on, on just individual performances, I want to shout out Anguissa, Andre Frank Anguissa, um, uh, who I thought was brilliant for Cameroon. Because when mm. Burkina Faso were really working Cameroon, obviously the hosts, he, he was so good at just screening. Yeah, held it down. You know, those, the amount of times you're like, oh, why can't they get any sort of penetration through that gap? And he was just like mm. screening. And he's had a major, major glow up. This is a man that was struggling, was at Fulham. Fulham, Now he's yeah. at Napoli. Now he's at Napoli. Like, I just yeah. love to see, mm. you know, these stories, these narratives, and they must be so proud of a guy like that. And you mm. look at like, um, yeah. Carl wrote a brilliant essay, The Athletic, about mentioning Aristide Bonsi. My guy. Uh, oh, man. Bonsi, this man played in what, six, seven different countries. And he was brilliant at AFCON to the point where you're thinking, this man had more luck, more infrastructure. Mm. This could have been a world star, mm -hmm. right? Because if you're producing at that level, I don't care who you are, what career you had, if you're producing at that level in a cup tournament, you're capable of setting that height. Yes. Thank you. And then and yes. often it's the case, it's not this person doesn't care, wasn't motivated. It's like- Opportunity. To be consistent. Yeah, to be consistent. Look, I'm a much better writer now that I have an agent and infrastructure around me, right? Mm -hmm. 
when you don't have people in your corner the whole time, when you don't have yeah. people going, oh yeah, check out Aristide Bronson's highlights on YouTube, you're going you're gonna to disappear from view. Yes. Mm. And the thing about AFCON that I love is people are seizing the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like Gabon, two yeah, penalties, yeah, 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 but look yeah. at the, that penalty stance. Uh, we have to remember Cameroon is one of those prestigious nations when it comes to AFCON you can't think of AFCON football without thinking Eto without thinking yes. Roger Miller think, thinking yeah. of these guys um, Roberto Jeremy, Song, yeah, exactly. Jeremy like, they are it's the pinnacle of AFCON football right you are now skipper you have now have a penalty and to dispatch yeah. both penalties in, in yes. that fashion. Yes, it's beautiful the way it's Oh it's my word. I was scared. I was like, I was like, oh, 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 but oh. You, but you, you know the thing with what I'm, what I'm pleased about it, with it, pleased about the whole AFCON and everything that's happening now. And I, I know it, it feels it's going to be great. I'm, I'm, I'm praying to God that it will be great. But the amount of people that will be watching it. Like you mentioned Ethiopia there. There's no way that there's football clubs who have not pinpointed four or five players there. Yes, it's, it's yes, yes. Literally impossible for them to not to have seen the quality. So again, we talked about it with the FA Cup about, you know, a player, a lower league player, what this means. This is what I was trying to explain to people. This is another nuance about what this means to those players, what this will mean to those Ethiopian players. Right. To play well. If they come there and they get beaten six and seven, bam, disappear, nothing. But for them to come and put on that kind of show, that puts them into the window for people to see them and then you don't people don't realise how that could change their lives yeah look the keeper Shanko listen if you're that if you're a scout thinking hang on a minute how does this play because you know like you see the whole time people coach game scenarios Jose mm-hmm. Mourinho at his peak would coach adjust for when you're a goal down and 10 men you've got 10 men and a man down mm. the, the performance that Shanko puts in coming off his line with that mm. speed knowing there's a defender less to cover the performance that Sayun puts in now that uh, bai has been sent off and he's got to come across and cover if mm. you're watching that as a scout thinking wow this is how someone plays under pressure constant yeah. constant mm-hmm. attack from Cap Verde and they can't still break them down mm-hmm. that to me is like oh you, you did you know you might get a couple of messages oh your agent's got a couple of messages oh who from oh there's a club in Cyprus mm-hmm. there's a club in France there's, there's a club in yes. Liga. Mm-hmm. they had a look at them like they really loved how you basically for like yes. what, an hour for an hour you basically like covered what 30 extra yards of space like it was mm. nothing in a hostile yes. environment yeah I want to mm. go back to the point you made earlier about um, Mane doing it for his generations and mm-hmm. goes to what you said Ian like, it's so much more than what you're actually seeing because um, you did that you, you did the amazing video where you explained to people mm. what it means about what it means about AFCON mm. what's going on now I wrote a caption not too long ago when I was saying that you can't disrespect these people for going back home to play for their countries because without those humble beginnings and everything they mm. did we wouldn't see the brilliance in Europe now and I remember when Sadio Mane um I can't remember what Watford play he went up to. I think it was um it was either Dini or Gray, and he was like, "That's my boy. Look after my boy." Yes, it was Saar. About Saar, yeah. He was like, "Look after my boy." Yes. Now you've got an international context where it's like, you know what? If I do my best for the team and everyone's coming with me, not only are people looking at me, they're looking at all of us. It's not just about and you know it's it's this is how we're brought up. It's not just about me winning. It's about Mm. all of us eating the fruits of the labor. So if I take us to the final and we get there, everyone's getting a move. Everyone's and that's what it means. Everyone gets seen. This is this. what happens. How much does Samuel Eto'o do for players in Cameroon? So much. When they oh want, God, they want, right. they want. Listen, this team won an Olympic gold, an Olympic gold. I, I, I feel like we haven't talked about not not us, but I think as a whole, Samuel Eto'o's international career mm-hmm. for Cameroon has not been discussed enough outside Africa. In my opinion, no. if that's no. all he did, if he if he never played in Europe, 
they, this man, they won, they won an Olympic gold in 2000 and they won two African Cup of Nations. What this man must have done, there are people whose livelihoods were vastly improved. I know this because this is a man that bought like luxury watches for his teammates when they mm-hmm. qualified and stuff. Mm. This man was like helping contribute to like pay for flights. And it's funny because I got, I talked to someone about this when Etu was going to Russia. I spoke to someone in football who was very critical of the way Etu's moving, his entourage, his staff. Yes. Like, oh, he asked for this, he asked for that. Yeah. He asked for this, he asked for that. Extra percentage, he's always traveling with people. And I thought yep. to myself, I didn't say it, but I thought to myself, so what you mean is he's basically feeding his people. Others. Yeah. Yes. He's feeding his yes. entourage. So what, what in a European context people saw us, ah, oh, he's just grabbing his graph. Yes. Like, Hang on a minute. Yeah. Like this man's taking care of people. This is what we mm-hmm. call remittances, sending money back. Absolutely. To, to, like, he's doing more than that than I am. He's giving a higher percentage of his earnings than, than he could afford to, but still he's doing that. So but it's very is, funny um, when you, when you talk to Africans about it, as opposed to people from a different economic context or different sort of national context, it's very different. Mm. They don't realise, and, and this is why, you know, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't really read the comments, but sometimes you, you kind of get stuck on a couple of, you, you look at something and then people say, yeah, mm. well, why is it this and that? And they, they miss, yeah, but why is it then? And why, why, don't, why don't they have it in the summer? Just to say something, they do not realise how deep this goes. It's because they just see football. Yeah. Smaller you know, even when you're explaining Samuel to people will sit and say, oh my God, he wants so much. It's not just for him. And it's the same as even a black player from, from here. It's no different. Mm-hmm. You might not be feeding a whole village and stuff, but you're feeding, feeding the ends, your community yeah. and the family. And remember, you're the one, you know, I was looking at like Moda Comedian. Moda Comedian, I saw you have, Mo's just bought his first, he's the first person in his family to buy a house. Amazing. Right? Mo. I'm so pleased for Mo Gilligan. He's the first person to buy his house. So what's happening is, that is going to then inspire the generations from Mo yeah. that's coming. This is how it works. Mo does a show at the O2 and brings other comedians on. Yeah. Brings other comedians on. So yeah. It's all about the yeah. bring up. People don't understand. Yeah. They don't yeah. understand because when you get one person in your community who, who does well, he has, he has to bring everybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh it's, my not God. The sa- it's not the Afcon. same as the white community. It's not it's the same. It's all about the bring up. That's it. That's the it's slogan. The bring up. Mm-hmm. It's all about the bring up. Mm-hmm. It's the bring up. And this is why, again, you see, Patrick, Patrick Vieira has to get, again, probably have to give Patrick a, um, a rose here, simply because if there's no black manager in the Premier League to actually say, whoa, 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 don't disrespect this competition. This competition deserves respect for what this competition does for Africa. Right. You know, respect this competition. This will be a good tournament. It mm, will yeah. be. Already but is. what will yeah, come yeah. from this yeah. tournament will change lives that we don't see, we're watching football, will change lives. 100%. So long may it continue. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. So guys, listen, I'm going to see you soon. Thanks for, thanks for being, did I kind of like, did I empty out on you? Like, I feel like I emptied out on you guys a bit. It's, you know it's what I mean? It's a podcast. Like, you have to. We expected that. It's never emptying out. We're family. So I, I felt, <laughs> yeah. That's what thanks I came for. being there, man. We're Thank family, you. family, man. Thank you so much, Moose. Thank you so much, Mio. Will I be seeing you soon? Of course, of course. Absolutely. Nice one. Gotta do Absolutely. Banya part two soon. Banya part two. But when Listen. you're ready. Moose, I can just feel love. I feel I can feel love. It's coming through here. Make sure you give everybody give my best. Give my best. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do. Love you, I love you guys. Much love. Okay, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you very much, Musa. Thank you very much, Mayowa. Um, what can I say? It's great to be back. Hopefully, everybody, um, the year has started as well as you wanted it to start for yourself. Um, and we'll see you again next week. Um, Be safe, everybody. Be safe. God bless.